Praise God. We thank the Lord for all that he's doing. He's doing so many different things, so many different aspects, different levels, different areas. And we just praise God for all that he's doing. Even that he's doing things in the background, things that you don't even know he's doing. God's always up to something. Amen. Amen. He just lets us in on little bits and pieces here and there. Praise God. Turn with me to 2 Peter. I think that's where we're going to start. 2 Peter. Oh, yes, yeah, 2 Peter chapter 3. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 2 Peter chapter 3. 2 Peter chapter 3. Just near the back of the Bible. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord. As you're turning there, I just want to, you can stay right where you are, but I, I want to remind everybody, and some of you weren't here Friday night, but the Lord spoke to us through song and through our, through our own worship. You know, God speaks to you through your own worship. When you worship him in spirit and in truth, he draws you into his presence. He begins to, he, if the Holy Ghost is involved in your worship of God. Amen. And the Holy Ghost will put the right words, but what the spirit is, God's spirit is drawing you to and what he's dealing with you. And it's just like, it's coming and going all at the same time. And as the Spirit said uh, Friday night, also that the, it's like this, um, like this, the, 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 the Scripture says, the deep cries out to deep. That that is, it's like an ebb and a flow of the Spirit. It's like the the tides of the ocean is is pulling out, is drawing back in, is pushing and pulling. And that's what the Spirit does when we're worshiping Him in spirit and in truth. And as we were worshiping Friday night, God gave us lots of uh, words, or at least two words, and. Talking about deliverance and promises and things that he is he is speaking to us about, and um, that one thing that really stuck with me throughout the that I've been meditating, going back on, and all of it, but was about deliverance. But in that, he gave us Psalm sixty-eight at the end of the the worship service, uh, spontaneously, you know, but but led by the Spirit, he kind of let our worship leader in on it before the service. But she didn't know it was going to come to pass during the service and how the Lord would just give them the music for it and change it up to, to meet the need of the hour. So as she began to, to sing, let God arise and let his enemies be scattered. That's from Psalm 68, verse 1. And this morning, the message actually ties back into this. And that's why I'm just citing that verse, that chapter, Psalm 68. So if you haven't read Psalm 68 Recently, go back and reread it this afternoon and just just bask in all that God is promising us here and all that he's saying to us and all that he's he's speaking to us here. And even as you get down, we didn't read this far, but we read probably to about verse 16. I believe it was um, Friday night after the, at the end of the service. But then he goes on to say, Blessed be the Lord. And I know this is some of y'all's favorite verse or one of your favorite verses. Verse 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits. Even the God of our salvation. Amen. And last week we learned that there's no, there's no salvation found without the name of Jesus Christ. Without the blood being shed of Jesus. Amen. Without Jesus shedding his blood we would not have salvation. And salvation is so much more in depth than just having your name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, which we rejoice in. Amen? 
but that is so deep and so wide and there's so much to being delivered and born again and saved and sanctified and filled with the Spirit. All of that is part of being saved. All of that falls into the words of salvation. So um, I just wanted to bring that out and kind of let you mark that. Psalm 68, so make that part of your homework so I don't keep you all day reading Scripture to you because you know I will. And here in 2 Peter chapter 3, we're going to pick up in verse 9. I'm going to try not to read too much. Verse 9. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise, as some men count slackness, but is long-suffering to usward, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Praise God. And what, what the, the, in Psalm 68, when we were reading Psalm 68, when you begin to read down through there, we see where God is saying that he will keep his promises. And not only is he saying, yeah, I will generally keep my promises, but that he tells us that it's to generation, that he's looking to your children. Amen? He's, before your kids were born, before they were even formed, he was already looking at you, to your children. He was already making a plan for them. Amen? He already had a plan before they were knit together in their mother's womb. God already has a plan. Amen? Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And we can rejoice in that because God has a perfect plan for your kids. Amen? And so when we look and we think, oh, well, you know, so-and-so's off in sin and they're doing this and they're doing that and I'm so sad, I'm downtrodden, and my heart is broken. Guess what? God's heart is broken too. Amen? And he actually cares for them more than, than you can. Glory be to God. Amen? Amen. And his plan is to draw them. His plan is to continue. And his plan is to use you and me and other saved, sanctified, filled with the Holy Ghost, born again Christians to witness and to be a light in that darkness. Amen? Amen. The songs they sang this morning, they didn't know the title of this morning's song, um, message. This is so funny to me that it keeps happening because we don't conspire about what's going what's gonna, to, uh, the message is going to be. But the message is, our God is faithful. And the two songs that they got to sing, I think they sang two or three songs, were about our God. And remember how God spoke to us last year about our God. And our God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen? Amen. Don't forget that. Our God is the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen? And Jesus Christ. He's the only one. There's only one God. And it's the only, one, only way that Jesus could come was through that bloodline of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Amen? Okay. It's not through any other way. So our God is the one we're talking about this morning. The one and only true God. There is no other. There is no other way to heaven. There is no other way to be saved. Amen? Amen? But by the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. Yes, Father. Verse 9. We're in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9. We're going to read it again. We'll give you everybody a chance to get there. Praise the Lord. We're glad to have more people in the house this morning, more of our family together this morning. Thank you, Lord. 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9 again. The Lord is not slack concerning his promises. What does slack mean? 
Can you give us an easier word? <laughs> lazy. Oh, I like that. God's not lazy. That's what that means, huh? Okay, so he said lackadaisical. Lackadaisical. Like flippant. Okay, so. Lazy. <laughs> right? God is not lazy. Amen? Our God doesn't sleep, nor does he slumber. Amen? He's on the job 24-7. He gives, he's so gracious that he gives you so much peace that you can get some sleep. Some of us come in the middle of the day and crash out in the middle of the house. Good thing there's no flies in there. Just crash out. Sometimes you'll sit down in the chair, and before you know it, 15, 20 minutes have passed, you didn't know you fell asleep. Amen? It happens to the young ones, too. Amen? <laughs> I'm laughing because I, I walked into her camper the other day, and I, was, I came in there to ask her a question. I walked in, and I looked, at, looked over at her, and she was just out to the world. She didn't even hear us come in. Asher was walking around with his camera. Did you get pictures? <laughs> and, and she was sound asleep. And I was like, Lord bless her. She needs that sleep. So I just went all back out and did whatever we were doing. I don't remember what it was. But sometimes it's like that. Amen? But that's the grace of God that we can fall asleep in the midst of stuff going on. Amen? Sometimes we don't get to sleep all night long because for whatever reason. But God blesses us with good sleep. Amen? But he's, a, he's on the job. While we're sleeping, he's on the job. We can, just like he, he led us to do this morning, we can cast all those cares upon him. We can let it all go. We don't have to worry. We don't have to fear. We can give it all to God. Amen? And he will work it out. He will give us peace. Amen? If there's something he needs you for, he'll wake you up. Amen? Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. So he, sometimes he will. He'll wake you up in the middle of the night. Sometimes he'll wake you up and say, go look outside. He'll tell you to go for a walk. He'll tell you to get on your knees and pray. He'll tell you just to walk the house. Whatever it is, he tell, he'll wake you up when he needs you. Amen? Or he wants you to do something. Amen. You might hear him call your name. And what do we say? Lord, your servant is listening. Amen? Here I am. The Lord is not slack concerning his promise. You know, God has been speaking this to us for a few weeks, months, maybe, that he is not slack concerning his promise, that what he said he was going to do, he's going to do it. Now, I don't know exactly who he's talking to, but I'm standing on his promises. Amen? So I'll take it. But if there's a promise that he's spoken to you and maybe you forgot about it, maybe you stuck it in the back of your Bible somewhere or maybe it's in a prayer journal or one of those notebooks, you got a stack of notebooks somewhere, go back through them and find those promises, those things that he spoke to you, whether it's for you, for your children, for your grandchildren, for future generations, for whether it's your, your calling, whatever it is, those promises, highlight them again, look at them again, look back into the word of God again and let God Stir up that that's within you. Amen? Let him stir those promises back up and throw a little, a little fuel on it. Amen? He promised you this. God is not slack concerning his promises. Amen? Jesus said, I go away to do what? To prepare a place for you. That's a promise. You got something to do to get there though, right? 
We have to stay faithful on our end. God is faithful. But we must remain faithful. We must remain on that straight and narrow path. We must remain in his ways. Amen. He says in his word that to, to those that continue, to those that overcome, to those that reach that. Amen. We have to continue in our faith. We have to continue in it. Amen. So when we, God gives us a promise, we need to continue in that promise. We need to continue in the word that he has spoken to us. We need to stand upon it and not back down. When somebody, when God says it's done, it's done. It is finished. Amen? All right, so here's a big one. So in 2,000 years ago, Jesus went to the cross. Amen? So that you might be saved. How many people could be saved? Amen. To anyone who will come. To all those who will. Amen. Even right here it says it's not his will. Let's see. But that is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. Amen. So it's extended to everyone. It doesn't matter what they're doing right now. God still wants them. Amen. He still wants them to come. Does he want to leave them in that sin? No. Does he want them to continue in sin? God forbid. Is his grace greatly abounding towards them? Yes. Do we, do we say, you know what? I'm not even going to pray for that person because they're so sinful. No. Now, will the, the Spirit sometimes lead you to back off a little bit? Yes. But you, that's being led by the Spirit. You just... Whatever the Lord wants to do, then you do it. Amen? But, when, but what we do is we walk in those promises. He might say, you know what? Back off of your praying because the way you're praying is not the way I want you to pray. Just let me handle that person. Because <laughs> sometimes we get our hands all up in it and mess things up. So he says, back off a little bit and let me handle it. So you say, yes, Lord, I'm standing upon your promise. I know what you said concerning this person. It's not your will that they should perish. It's not your will that they should go to hell. It is your will that they be born again, that they be saved, that they be restored and renewed and become a new creature. Amen? Praise God. So God is not slack concerning his promises. You know, some people think of God as being slack. And when the Spirit spoke this morning, and I heard him say, I am concerned. That's in response to somebody's heart feeling that God's not concerned about what they're concerned about. Some, you know, it could be the, the slightest little thing. Maybe you're not walking around shaking your fist at God saying, you don't care, you don't care, why don't you care? You may not be doing that, but inside, you know, deep down inside, you might be thinking, you know, he's really not concerned. If he was, wouldn't he do this? Wouldn't he do that? You know what I'm saying? You know? So God, God doesn't speak for no reason like that. When God speaks, he's speaking to us. Directly, interpretation of tongues, he was directly speaking to someone here saying, I am concerned. Yes, I am. I am concerned. And I am working on it. And I am faithful. So he wants you to know this morning that yes, he is faithful. Yes, he is on the job. Yes, he is working it out. Yes, he will work all things to the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Amen? His purpose. 
His purpose. It always comes back to the Lord. It's not, gonna, it's not supposed to always point back to us. Amen? It's not supposed to point back to my plans, my hopes, my dreams. It's supposed to point back to the Lord God Almighty to glorify Him. Amen? Amen. Well, glory. So we thank the Lord for that this morning. You know, there's so many things that God is saying. and so much he's doing this morning. So meditate on this. Don't let the, the heat get to you. Don't let things distract you. We come against the spirit of distraction right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, we commit our mind, will, and emotions, our thoughts to you, Father God. Lord, we humble our hearts again before you this morning, Father God. We open up our ears to hear, our eyes to see what you are saying and what your spirit is speaking to us this morning in Jesus' name. We thank you, Father. Verse 10. But the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night, in which the heavens shall pass away with a great noise, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat. The earth also and the works that are therein shall be burned up, seeing that all these things shall be dissolved what manner of persons ought you to be in all holy conversation and godliness, looking for and hasting unto the coming of the day of the Lord, wherein the heavens, being on fire, shall be dissolved, and the elements shall melt with fervent heat? Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, for the new heaven, look for the new heaven and for the new earth, wherein dwelleth righteousness. Verse 14, wherefore, beloved, seeing that ye seek that you look for such things, be diligent that ye may be found of him in peace without spot and blameless and account that the long that the long suffering of the Lord is salvation. Thank you. Lord. The long suffering of the Lord is salvation. He is patient toward us. Amen. And one of the fruits of the spirit is long suffering. So if we have the Spirit of God, then we have, and we have that fruit of the Spirit operation in our lives, then we're going to have some long-suffering. Amen? We're going to be very, very patient. Sometimes you got to, yeah, you got to, not sometimes, you need to renew your mind every day. Amen? Because that long-suffering will get worn out before the end of the day. <laughs> sometimes you need to renew your mind more than once and throughout the day. We need to commit our ways back to the Lord throughout the day. But he says, what the Spirit is saying this morning is that we trust Him, and he, he is faithful, and we do trust Him, that we shall be diligent. We've got to do our part. Amen? He is diligent. He is not slack. So we, what is He saying to us? We need to be diligent. The Holy Ghost has, has, has moved upon us to begin to pray, Lord, I, I, I put my, my family into your hands, and Lord, I, I trust you to save them. And Lord, I just pray, God, that you would send somebody that's not me. Send somebody to witness to them. Send the Holy Ghost, God, to draw them, Lord God, that they'll come to repentance, Lord God, and come to Jesus. And Lord, that Jesus, you will present them to your Father. Lord God, we pray this way. And then the Lord said, you know what? Finish it out with, even so, Lord, come quickly. Even so, Lord. When you do that, you are completely taking your hands off and giving it to God. Even so, Lord, come quickly. Lord, I want you to save all of my loved ones. I want to see all of them in heaven. Lord, I don't want to see them suffer. I don't want to see them go through these things anymore. But, Lord, 
Even so, come quickly. What does that mean? Does that mean if you don't save them, if you're not dealing with them? No, he's dealing. Amen? He's on the job. Everybody has a free will. When they, get, they will get that opportunity. They will get those, those, that chance to come to the Lord. Amen? He will do it. Amen? Okay. So what we, our part is to give it completely and wholly to him and to be diligent in being close to hear what the Spirit is saying, close and nigh him so that we can hear him when he tells us, you speak. When he tells us, sit down and be quiet. When he tells us, go to the prayer room and pray right now. When he tells us to, to come aside and pray right now. When he tells us to be quiet and listen, that we do it right then. That we're not like, wait, 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 I got to finish washing dishes. Wait, 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 I got to finish up changing the oil. No, 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 I got I to gotta finish up roofing this house. I, I got I to finish. I got two wires. I'm fixing to connect it right now. Lord, he said, quit. <laughs> you quit right then. Amen. And you go pray. And you do what the Lord told you to do. Amen. That's not the most of those things that I just named are not things that you want to be um, in behaving disobediently while you're doing them. Even washing dishes. <laughs> I can testify to that. Even washing dishes. You want to be obedient even in washing dishes. Trust me. Amen. I won't tell you my story right now. Trust me. Be obedient. So he says that we have a promise and more than one promise. And we need to stand upon that promise that he is not slack. That is your memory verse for this week. God is not slack concerning his promises or his promise. Amen. God is not slack concerning his promise. Where is that? It's up. Second Peter chapter three, verse nine. And we just want to know that God is not slack concerning his promise. Amen? Amen. All right, look with me. Look at this. That was Peter talking or writing. And we're going to look at 2 Timothy. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. Now, this is Paul writing. Or this is a letter from Paul, the Apostle Paul, to Timothy. <clears throat> Thank you, Lord. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. Now, if you will entertain me for a moment, we're going we're to start in verse 1. So as you're turning the pages, our key verse here is going to be verse 4. But I'm going to start in verse 1. And so he's talking to Timothy, and he says to Timothy, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, first of all, not lastly, but first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, all humanity, all people. For kings, verse 2, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. I wonder how easy it would be for us to lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, giving thanks for a, a Pharaoh. What if we were living in a time where there was a Pharaoh? 
And he was making you and your kids and your elderlies get out there and make bricks in the hot, burning sun. And they made the job even worse and, and increased your workload. How easy would it be for us to give thanks for that king? It would be easy, would it? We'd be, I don't know. I think a lot of us be grumbling, complaining, fussing, fighting, crying out to the Lord just to take our lives. Lord, let me go home. Am I right? That's, that's, we, we got it. You got to know yourself, right? You got to be honest. So he says, but here Timothy, uh, Paul is telling Timothy to give thanks for kings and for all people. For all people. You know, people that are in authority, they're not always anointed of God to do the job, but they're allowed of God. Am I right? They're allowed of God. Why? Because sometimes whole people groups and whole nations need correction to bring us back into God's will. And if you've read your Bible cover to cover, you know it's true. God will do these things to get us back in line because we didn't listen to this and we didn't listen to that and we didn't listen to that. So if you're not going to listen, okay, well... Now, that's what happened. That's how they got, how the children of Israel ended up with a Pharaoh like that. Amen? Did they cry out to God? Yes. They cried out to the Lord for a deliverer. For years, they cried out to the Lord for a deliverer. Did God deliver them? Yes. God was faithful. He heard their cries, and he did it just in time, just as he said he would do it. Amen? All right, so we need to learn this. Lord, we thank you. We give you glory for all those that are in authority. Lord, we thank you, God, to move them about as you would have them to be moved. Lord, it is our will, and we would like to see certain people moved out of office. Amen? And we would like to see certain types of people put into office. God, we want the godly to be in rule. It is your word that says that when, when, when we have the godly in rule, that, that, that God gives us favor. We want godly people in power. Amen? We want godly people as presidents of our corporations. We want godly people leading our schools. We want godly people leading our chapter houses, our, our, our chambers of commerce, the, 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 the state house. We want people in all this, the Senate, the Congress, our homes. Yes, amen. Amen. That's where it starts. Amen. We want godly headship. Over our Christian organizations, God, give us men and women who will seek your face. Amen? For this is good, verse 3. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Look at verse 4. Who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of truth? It is God's will that every person be saved. Is every person going to be saved? No, because not everybody wants to be in God's will. Amen? Amen. We pray we, act, we pray the Lord's will be done on earth as it is in heaven. But God is so gracious that he gives us a free will. And sometimes, what, you know, sometimes that sounds like, well, I would rather you didn't give me a free will. If I just couldn't help but be good, that would be nice. If I couldn't help... But, but walk upright. And if I couldn't help but humble myself. And I couldn't help but seek your face. And, and he want, is that love? He doesn't want us to be a puppet on a string. Amen? You ever had a puppet? Played with one of those, those ones that have the strings on it? 
I used to have one, I, my parents bought me one of, this was in the 70s, this was a really cool fad. It was like an ostrich, and it had strings, and you could walk it with a stick. I'd get his legs all tangled up, it was made of fish in line, my dad would always have to untangle it for me. God doesn't want us to be like that, amen? He wants us to humble, you can't be humble without your free will being involved, amen? You have to humble yourself. You have to submit to God. Amen? To be saved, to be born again, you had to have a broken heart and a contrite spirit. Your spirit was done with the world. Your spirit was done with, with being beaten down and sick and tired of being mean and hateful all the time or whatever it was. You know, you saw that you needed Jesus, that you needed to be born again. You saw something that, that you had never seen before and you broke before him. That was you, not him. Amen? His spirit's dealing with you. His spirit's working on you. But you could still resist. You could have still said no. Praise God you didn't. Amen? Praise God you're here. Thank you, Father. Says, and that means you're in his will. Maybe, maybe we're not all in his perfect will, but we're in his will. We've come into his circle. When we got saved, we came into his circle and be, began to walk in his plan. Well, the day that you got saved, you may not, you know, two weeks later, you may not understand everything, right? You're still, maybe you're still doing something that's not pleasing to God, but God begins to work with you and convict you of these things. That's the Holy Spirit. That's what he does. He comes into the world. He came into the world to convict us of sin and to call it out, show you what it is. Amen? Let the Holy Ghost have his perfect work. Let him do his work. Amen? And in that, as we walk with him, as we allow him to move in us, the Holy Ghost to move in us and work his promises out in us, his promises are yes and amen, then the more we allow that and the more we walk in him and allow him to direct our footsteps, the Holy Ghost, the more people will see Christ in you. The more people we see Christ in you, you want to be that person in your community, in your family, in your household that people see Christ in. Amen? They can't see Christ in you when, all, when, it, when you're just always like thumping the Bible, you know? And you're always like, Jesus is not pleased with your behavior. You're a sinner. You're going to hell. What good is that if we don't show them the love of Christ? If we're not being led by the Spirit, amen, of God, the Holy Ghost? Amen? We have to be led by, by the Spirit. The Bible says to be led by the Spirit in all things. And he's speaking of the Holy Ghost, not your inner man spirit, but the Holy Ghost himself. Be led by the Holy Ghost and let him direct your footsteps. Let him put the words in your mouth. He is your witnessing power. Verse 5. For there is one God and mediator between God and men, and that the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself... Second Peter, I mean, First Timothy, chapter two, verse five. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, and the man Christ Jesus, comma the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time, testified of. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle, I speak the truth in Christ, and I lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles in faith and verity. 
I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and, dis- and doubting. In like manner also, okay, so I want to stop right there because I, I want to keep our-, our focus in on what God is saying about his promises. Amen? And he does begin to tell us more things of how to live our lives in godliness and righteousness, but I don't want to keep you too long either, so you're welcome to go ahead and read that later. But I want you to understand our focus is what God is saying. His promises are yes and amen. He is not slack concerning his promises. Amen? Amen. He has promised it. He said he will do it, and he will do it. Our job is to walk in obedience, for obedience is better than sacrifice. When we go before the Lord in prayer, he presents that to God. He mediates for us. He's our testifier, our tester, uh, test, testator. In other words, he's like a lawyer. The blood of Jesus, Jesus Christ himself, he goes before God and he pleads your cause through the Holy Ghost. Amen? Because of the blood of Jesus is applied to your heart when you're born again. Amen? Okay. <laughs> Praise God. This must be a, a kind of a thoughtful and it's hot in here. So it looks like everybody's kind of thinking about what, what, what's being said. But we need to understand that our Father, this is the main thing, very simple. He is not slack concerning his promises. Our God is faithful. Our God is faithful. Our God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, our God is faithful. Amen. God brought Abraham out of an ungodly place to become the father of many nations. He will bring your family members out when we are faithful in prayer and we continue in prayer, continue in obedience. Amen? It's very simple. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, God, we just praise you this morning. Lord, we give you the glory.